Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus, I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment. Looking forward to having our conversation today with an expert in a few fields. And first, I'm going to let uh, Lori introduce herself to you. And then we are, as we do here at uh, Threads of Enlightenment, we're going to talk to her and get all of the good stuff. But right now, I want her to introduce herself and then tell us what she's doing today, all of the things, the projects that she's involved in and uh, the services that she provides, and then we'll go back and get the the starting point what happened to her to cause her to take her path. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, Lori. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm not usually used to starting at the endings with people. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start there and work back. I um, Thank you for having me. I have You're been welcome. a licensed master social worker for 20 years. Uh, almost 20 years. And um, it's been quite a journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my career has been very important to me. But one of the things that um, went by the wayside was my personal life. In terms of, I was so focused on on offering services to everybody else, that I think a lot of helping professionals sort of put their own agendas by the wayside. And so, I found myself routinely being really frustrated with diagnosing people only mm-hmm. and going towards what quote unquote is the problem. And that wasn't matching with what I had been learning in my life. There wasn't anybody that really told me to look in other directions. So here I was for 20 years working with, you know, the problem, oh, we've got to fix this problem. And some things have come to light 
Um, in, in my own life, in my professional life, I'm a social worker. I've been a certified diabetes educator, which talks with people who have um, food-related issues, weight issues. Mm-hmm. That led into chronic health management. I loved it. I loved getting in the room with people and helping them find a solution that worked for them. And so that's really, um, I've, I'm certified in anxiety, um, trauma, addictions. I'm certified in a lot of things in my personal life, but that's not legally <laughs> educated. You know, that's not a, like a gatekeeping thing. So, yeah. um, you know, I gained all these certifications. I've constantly wanted to learn, but I keep going back to the most important factor of all of that is my, my relationship with the people around me. And that's where my learning took place the most. And mm-hmm. so I started a new company. Um, well, I wrote a book first mm-hmm. called Life Hacks. Life with, Hacks. Uh, Life uh-huh. Hacks. Uh-huh. Tips and tricks for accessing your inner resilience based on some spiritual things I was learning. And honestly, it was a practice in me um, risking being seen imperfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I started to discover I had some trauma history. And I kind of had always known that. I just had never really had the time to address it. And so this second company is called Clouded Compass. My first company I started two years ago, Resilience Coach, after I lost uh, a job that I loved dearly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm a therapist every day. But then I take um, this new company is more of me, but it's also helping people reconnect with their inner GPS. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait. I can't wait to start talking about what's working and and really, there's this new paradigm coming in the mental health field, and I'm excited to be ushering it in because it's overdue and it's back to basics. Mm-hmm. So um, tell us about this uh, new paradigm that you're you're talking about that is coming into the mental health field. I think that well, post-pandemic, for sure, the trauma is the big buzzword, right? Mm-hmm. Trauma, I don't know if you're noticing it, but everybody's talking about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So there's this push and pull, but all trauma is, is it, that's a new word for human suffering. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's my wheelhouse. I know how to help people with human suffering. The problem is we're so disconnected from ourselves and from others. And that's why like threads of enlightenment, like just threading together, we have, there's an individual, it's like there's parallel paths. There's that internal path, which nobody really has been talking about. Mm-hmm. And then there's this external, like, you know, how can I be in the world and what does the world have to give me? And so with my new company, I'm really going into, let's get our own inner compass back to pointing north mm-hmm. with the ways that I show you. It's not that hard. You mm-hmm. already have been doing it and you have so much more power than you realize mm-hmm. when you start to tap in and harness it. And in that way, that is exponentially more beneficial to the world than me telling you how to fix your life. Mm-hmm. Does it make okay. sense? Yep. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So now, um, are you providing any services for people that want to come and maybe have all of these different ailments and, and uh, diseases and things that I call the demons that bother us because most of them uh, will uh, manifest, and uh, we have to learn how to overcome them. And uh, once we do that, then we begin 
we begin to step into another phase of our life. So uh, is there or do you have a current situation where you provide services like that to the people? Um, make them known. Just let us know what it is, what they are. And so this so is that, really yeah. interesting because people have always come to me for services and now mm-hmm. I'm bringing services to them. And he, But here's the thing. I, I don't care who I've worked with. I don't care what the diagnosis is. We all have very common human experiences. And so I'm developing courses. They're not, I'm, I call my approach trauma-informed and strengths-based. That's, that's lingo. Mm-hmm. What it really is, is look, let's just remind you of what, of your own toolbox that you mm-hmm. actually already have. Let's point you back to that. So I'm going to be offering courses. One is basic healing from trauma. It's not therapy. It is more about learning yourself and your own mechanics and how you work best. And another course is about how to, how to, you know, we just get whiplash from life and how to mm-hmm. really not um, feel so swayed in life and be yeah. a little bit more grounded and stable. So I really want to take this idea that, okay, well, whatever you're struggling with, let's just agree that we're all struggling. Mm-hmm. And then from there, there's some pretty common and and human resilience that I just want to point us to. And so, yeah, I will be offering courses. Uh, I'd love to do a podcast, but I just don't have time. So I love <laughs> that you're doing it for us. And, you know, I just, um, part of it will be healing within a community and connection because that mm-hmm. is, we, we, we cannot exist without that connection to the outside world. And at the same time, for many of us with trauma, the outside world feels very abrasive, yes. very assaultive, very, mm-hmm. Like we can't catch a break and, and that's the bridge I want to be. And so I will be sort of like first intro level. Mm, mm-hmm. Do you want to look at what, you know, let's get some tools going. And then if you need therapy, I do want to be that bridge to help you find your resources wherever you are, if that's what your journey is. Oh, awesome. So now that we have that all taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> As we do here at Threads of Enlightenment, we want to go back because the piece that we are interested here at Threads is that inner journey. We want to know um, what happened because most of us are in our profession. We are minding our own businesses, they say. Yeah. Uh, we are clocking in, clocking out. Uh, we are um, smiling here and there. We are not happy, but we are functioning. Most of us are like that. What happens then is life happens. And um, one of my favorite things that a guru had said to me was, let life disturb your comfort. And so what happens is uh, as we are living, life happens to disturb our comfort. And then shake us us, and that tree begins to shake. And we now are slightly awake and we realize this is not the path for me. And so we start putting this thing together. We have no idea where it's going in yeah. some cases, but we know we can't stay here. What was the incident that took place in your life that propelled you to start this path that you have just explained to us? A, I don't think it was just one, but B, I think it was very specifically one. So every day of my life has been just what you described. I don't know what's going on here, but I know I can't stay. Mm-hmm. Just really feeling out of place, 
really feeling like there's something there's there's just something else to life and that like I'm in the wrong environment and just out of place. I mean, that has been me. And I've over apologizing for it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we go through life and we hit our bumps and we keep going. And I've had so many experiences that have brought me to what I call another layer of the onion, Mm -hmm. peeling back the onion. And in 2019, I had a a yet another experience that brought me to my knees. Um, It was a attempted suicide. Um, Mm. I had discovered that I was involved in a helping, uh, I'm going to put that in quotes, a helping system that was actively harming me. Mm -hmm. But instead of listening to myself, I kept trying to perform and be what that system needed me to be. Mm-hmm. We do that every day. Every day. It's death by a thousand cuts. And mm-hmm. one of the things, so so in that suicide attempt, I had a spiritual awakening. And, and, you know, the story is the same, no matter who tells it in what country, something cracks your iceberg. Mm-hmm. And so I came out of that very clearly knowing that the only way we are going to get through our own lives is to find a way that works for us regardless of how that looks on the outside world. Yes. And yes. so if that's, if those are the rules, if, if, if the, if the target is always shifting when you're looking for outside um, um, serenity on the outside, you're setting yourself up to fail because that world just is always changing. Mm-hmm. And so to come back to yourself, to check into yourself, to know that you're connected with something greater I don't talk a lot about religion, but spirituality I will talk about every day because we are part of something greater. And we have forgotten that. Here mm-hmm. I had been working for 20 years. I did not, I, it did not, I am a mental health provider. I didn't know until I was 44 that my ACEs score was an eight. And it, for those that don't know, an ACEs is um, adverse childhood experiences. So developmental trauma, and I started learning about trauma. Um, Gabor Mate uh, is, you know, a really good resource for that. But this whole idea of trauma, like we, we life teaches us some things. Like we learn how to survive half of our life, mm-hmm. like just survive. Yeah. But then the rest of it is like, wait a minute, this has got to work for me. If I'm going to (laughs) survive. So it was a complete reversal. It was a complete brought me to my knees undoing, but very clear on what I was supposed to do next. And that Mm -hmm. is reconnect with myself and help other people do the same. Excellent. So explain that to us when you say reconnect, what uh, processes did you start or implemented in order that you began that process of reconnecting with this person that you were not connected to? What processes did you use? There are, I, I, throughout my practice, I started doing my practice differently. And that means therapy. I started pointing people towards what was right with them. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a great book, by the way, by um, uh, his first name is Barry. But anyway, what's right with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and we started harnessing and building on that momentum because we are all told that we're pathological in some way or, you know, like mental health or substance use. There's some, there's some disorders that have a lot more stigma than others. Mm-hmm. And, and for anybody talking about mental health, if you just look at Prince Harry, I mean, the things that he could not talk about, he's one of the most privileged people in the world. And, and, and he couldn't, he didn't have permission to talk about his own mental health. Mm-hmm. So 
there's a lot of tools that I use that are mind body. They're called somatic. Um, and then I got into Resma Menachem's work, my grandmother's hands, which talks about how we store these experiences in our body. And I, my whole point is to calm our nervous system. Mm -hmm. And so I go through different ways to do that, but I do that honoring the indigenous cultures that I worked with. I've come up with, um, a, a kind of a cheesy four point path, but mm -hmm. it's based on a compass. It's called my, my company is called clouded compass because mm -hmm. I feel like we're all honestly walking in an zombie apocalypse with our phones <laughs> and we, we, we are all, we don't know which direction we're going. Our, our compass that we look at our guide, our GPS is a little bit clouded by the lens in which we see the world. Mm -hmm. And we all have a different lens and we're all confused and we're all disconnected. So just really like harnessing, like finding clarity within the chaos is the tagline mm -hmm. because actually that chaos has some, some slivers of gold in it for yep. us yes. that we can take and get real clear. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not that hard. It's, I would call this harnessing a little bit more of the feminine energy. So for instance, I see the world as very um, assertive and masculine and overt and mm -hmm. we're out of balance. We're out of balance and we need some easier, softer, you know, sort of, um, I wouldn't necessarily say passive because I really harness rebellion in my work, like in a yeah. healthy way, <laughs> yeah. but, but just a different way to go through the world with community and with, with the commonality we need to, we don't need to, we can do anything we want, but it would be helpful if we all could, could start seeing ourselves because if we cannot see ourselves, if we cannot tap into who and what we are, how are we going to make room for that in the next person? And that's Correct. why we have all this fighting going on. Mm -hmm. Yep. Everyone, the principle that I've seen from all my different uh, interviews and conversation with people. It's that a traumatic incident they, that starts them off. It, I think, just like anything, if you're building a house, um, you would start breaking ground. And so um, funny. It is a I traumatic use the house metaphor too. <laughs> to begin to break the ground in order to build this house. And so usually that's what happened. There's something happened, and that breaking of the ground begins in order to begin to start the process of building this house. And one of the very first things after the, sur the surveyor comes and survey the land is break that ground. And that usually ends up where you have to look at yourself. You begin to do this self-examination. And one of the things that uh, I find very liberating, uh, I know when I started mine, was the questioning of things. Why am I acting this way? Why am I behaving yeah. this day? What is my process of thinking in this way? And begin to look at myself and begin to probe. And once I began to probe, there were certain things about myself that I liked and certain things that I knew I had to change ASAP. But a lot of times we don't know how to change it. And so then yeah. we began to start to look. And I think what happens to us, as you mentioned, I call them life begins to lay these little crumbs to you. And uh, you and I have to learn how to be in a space of awareness to, number one, be, be alerted that there are crumbs here, number two. And then once we pick up these crumbs now, we begin to look at, okay, where is it leading me? And so 
sometimes we can figure it out and sometimes it just we just turn make a turn or a conversation and we're like oh sometimes it's uh it's a book sometimes it's something we hear uh, so yes. the key is that we have to be in this space of awareness and expectation knowing that something is happening because i find these i find these crumbs and so i find that uh, that journey of self love that is the beginning of the journey in 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 a sense and until you get there i don't see how you're going to get to anywhere else because you have to deal with yourself first before you can even deal with someone else i there's so much i want to say about that i i call <laughs> it unlearning i think mm-hmm. every day of our lives there's breadcrumbs leading us and i would call that tuning into our internal gps yep mm-hmm. and and really learning how to read it Mm-hmm. And and how what our own mechanics are. You use the analogy of the house. I love it. I, I really love um, uh, myths and and storytelling and all of that. So I'm going to take that because what I say is that honestly, my whole life was lived in the basement of my house. Mm-hmm. Four walls, no windows. Didn't know there was a stairway out. It just kept getting smaller and smaller. I just felt imprisoned and suffocated by my own head. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I have multiple mental health diagnosis. I've had substance use issues. I just kept feeling like there was no way out, helpless, hopeless, and powerless. Mm-hmm. So I tell my, my current clients, nobody, it's, it's like somebody has to come along and say, there's a first floor. Mm-hmm. And then you get mm-hmm. to the first floor and you see windows. And mm-hmm. then you kind of learn like, well, there's a second floor with more windows and you can see farther. And yeah. then pretty soon you get on the roof and you're like, what? There are fields out there that I haven't explored. What are you? What? There's so much more than I thought. <laughs> yeah. And we live our whole lives in that prison. We do so on purpose because it's yes. a really good survival skill mm-hmm. to get through the world. Yeah. But the problem is we betray ourselves right out of our own lives. Yes. Yes. And so what I had found was that I was using substances. Everybody, it, it, we want to know how. We want to know. We want to have the whole plan out before we start. And that's the scary part. I have mm-hmm. let go of how it's all going to turn out. That's not my job. My job is not to know how it's going to turn out. My job is to get through today. And what I was finding was everybody kept, you know, I knew drinking wasn't very healthy for me, but nobody was talking about what it was doing for me. Mm-hmm. And until I mm-hmm. could learn about the value I had placed on that escape, numbing out, taking a break, relaxing, until I could work with that. Mm-hmm. There's no way I was going to let that go because it had value. So your worst trait mm-hmm. is such an it's not even a breadcrumb. It's a loaf of bread to look yep. at and be like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Like I, I I would not have survived many years of my life had I not drank those years away. Yeah. And now I'm here and I'm like, gosh, I don't I don't have to do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore because I'm not fighting it. I'm not trying to to exclude that part of me. I've mm-hmm. welcomed it. I've looked at it. I, I'm now on the roof of that house going, well, yeah, that's a, I can do alcohol or I can do TV or I can do a nap or, you know, whatever. It's, it's really understanding and not being afraid of the parts of ourselves we don't want to talk about because they mm-hmm. all serve a purpose. Yes. Um, I always tell people the good and bad Whatever it is has served its purpose and they've all brought you to where you are today. So um, 
the thing that you have to start ans- asking the questions is, is this enough? Is this where you want to be? Is yeah, there is more? Is this where I'm here to be? Is, is, and uh, those are the questions that began to shine a light or, or probe into darker places. And I, I tell people it's a privilege to be in the dark places because, uh, mm. number one, what happens is that it gives you a chance to really see who you are and why you are. And so yeah. as you begin to uh, look at yourself in the dark places, you begin to empathize, but you also find that you want to be even better. You want to now love this person, take care of this person. I, te- I keep telling people all the time that all of us are an endangered species. And uh, I'm a one of a kind. You're a one of a kind. When I die, there is nothing like me will ever be here. And, um, you know, uh, you can test that by the, uh, as I say, I always tell people, the uh, fingerprint, you have the retina scan, all of these industries uh, that are surviving on the fact that we are all an individual, facial recognition, all of these things are there to remind us, if we look at it, at, at the uniqueness of each and every one of us. But we, we, we don't see it sometimes. The entire world is not equipped to allow us to be individuals. And I mm-hmm. say that with such kindness. We, the world functions better if we all keep ourselves hidden, like this, like hiding our lights. Mm-hmm. The problem is that, yeah, we, 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 we can't ignore those lights. And I tell my client, you know, I, again, I go back to the diagnosis. I've dealt with multiple diagnoses in the clients that I've worked with over the time. But when they come to me, what is most distressing in their life is that they're betraying themselves when Mm -hmm. you look at that. And so what I say to them is, look, I don't have your answers. I shouldn't have your answers. You are the expert in your own life. And uh, you don't even have to believe me. Here's how I know. 100% of the days you've lived so far, you have survived. Mm -hmm. That, That is a really good track record because we feel like we need... We feel like we need the answers from the outside world. Yes, Mm -hmm. but they don't have our answers. They have some answers. But Mm -hmm. I spent most of my life trying to be what I would call normal. And, you know, I've started to accept that my brain is pretty neurodiverse, as I think everybody's (laughs) is, to be quite honest. And I just think that why, why, why did I try so hard to survive? But what was the threat? Why wasn't it okay for me to be exactly who I was, how I was. Ah, you have value and worth regardless. Mm-hmm. And nobody is reminding us of that. Yes, exactly. What? How did you come about to write this book? Okay, you're here. You've gone through yeah. these uh, things. The, the awakening took place. So how did you get from the awakening to, hey, let me write a book called uh, Life Hacks, you know, for, for wellness? How how did that come about um, as this person began to navigate from this awakening and to the place where you're like, okay, let me now put it, uh, sit down and start putting uh, words to a piece of paper. So I would say my awakening was more like labor. Um, mm-hmm. I've not had a child, but that life is messy. It is no, it, it, look, I was in a psych ward when I determined that I needed to change my life so that I could survive it <laughs> mm-hmm. because I wasn't going to survive it listening to everybody else anymore. Um, and so I did not plan to write a book. I did not plan to r- 
open a, a first company, let alone a second one. But what was happening was I started to blog and I was sharing something every week. And then after a year, I got all of those together. I was introduced to something called the three principles. It is a spiritual um, formula for the world. I'll save us some time, but basically it feels empowering to me to believe um, that I don't, (laughs) one of the basic premises is that there's a million, there's so many pieces of information that get filtered, get filtered through our head on a daily basis. And, and on some level, we're the ones picking out which thoughts to gnaw on and which thoughts to worry about. Mm-hmm. And it was so liberating for me to understand for the first time in my life that just because my mind was telling stories, I get to decide if I believe those stories and to what degree. Mm-hmm. And, and the story can change. Mm-hmm. And so through these writings, I just was sharing with people like how I was doing it, like the basic life hacks that I was using to start to make my world bigger instead of smaller with with just experimentation and curiosity and interest and, and intrigue. And I've always loved adventure. I've always loved traveling. I will soak up a new culture in a heartbeat. And so sharing that with people was a joy. And this new company was built out of the love for that in mm-hmm. that no matter where I go, we're all the same. And every person I've met has been completely different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the uni- it's, it's, uh, it's the both, uniqueness it's of, of all of us. Yeah, it's 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 really <laughs> funny. You have, as I mentioned to you about uh, Threads of Enlightenment, you, we all have our personal journey. And that is exactly what it is. It is yeah. a personal journey for this unique character, this unique one-of-a-kind uh, creation. And so um, your path is nothing like mine. Your uh, uh, things that you have to deal with as far as uh, some of the things, the, the, the little details, um, the situation we may be in a certain situation that is similar, but the details by which my mind is wired to handle that situation may be totally different from how your yeah. mind is wired for that situation. Yet we were in the similar situation. And so um, that's where the uniqueness comes in. And that's where we share as we share, you share, I share, and other people share. We take little pieces of all of these nuggets and uh, we kind of then begin to uh, uh, set our story in place. Um, my goal is that they would take some of these and, and maybe it's, it awakens them to theirs. And so they're like, oh, wow. So this is what is, is you know, I needed to, to learn. And they take that nugget and they take their life to a next uh, lesson or next. I always tell them next lesson because we, we were in this class that is called life. <laughs> to be honest, I'm doing this very begrudgingly, this whole process. I'm leaning in because I, like I said, I've always hidden my whole life. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you said how we're wired differently. Like the concept of trauma, I don't think people understand that actually injures the brain. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody would have told me that, like at five years old, my life would have looked completely different, but that's neither here nor there. I just think it's really, I have hidden my own life. I've been afraid to speak out. I've been afraid to be myself. And I know that I'm not the only one. And here's why I'm doing this. Every one of my heroes, whether it's the labor movement, the women's movement, the civil rights movement, those people, I only know about those things because they risked everything. Mm-hmm. 
And so I am honoring them yeah. by carrying on that tradition of this isn't really about me anymore. Mm-hmm. You, my story may help you, but this is about you and it's a bigger than both you and me together. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I, it's time for hope. It's time for rebirth. It's time for some healthy rebellion. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to point people towards their own capabilities, their own confidence. I think it's just been hiding there in wait all along. All along. I think uh, most of what we do, uh, people that are in life coach, people that are in, in personal growth development and all of these different things, we simply awake awake that person to the fact that they can do it. And so oh um, in all the lessons and all the stuff that we are trying to point to is, is just to say to them, yeah, you can do this. You really can. Um beyond the trauma because we all have been uh, we have all suffered trauma and so you have one person i'm ahead of you you and you are ahead of them and we are ahead some of us are ahead because we've learned how to deal with our trauma but we all are traumatized to some degree and how we each one of us are awakened and then we we go to someone and we tap them again and have hopefully from that tap that they become awakened and it is we're not we just telling them our story and then they now begin to weave and create their tapestry and that's the whole premise behind threads of enlightenment is that we are all have our own individual threads we have our colors are different and yeah. that's what makes this thing going to be so beautiful because so yummy. Uh, <laughs> I love <laughs> the fact that everyone else is different because I would hate to be in a place that uh, is the same. I mean, there's no flavor there as far as I'm concerned. So the fact that we're all unique and in our uniqueness, in our unique ways, we deal with our situation is very beautiful. And to hear your story of how you came and from the traumas that you suffered and uh, the habits that you had to overcome. And um, I always tell people that your habits are there to help you out. You, you, to, you used it to survive. And when you use it to survive, I think what we do, we have a tendency of really being unkind to ourselves because of the type of um, stuff that we use to survive. And you could be better, you shouldn't do. And we kind of really beat ourselves down to the point where it takes us, in some cases, years to come out. But I think if you realize that I'm just trying to survive and this is what I know right now, but I'm looking for a way out, I think you will come out much faster and that you will become more aware. And so I try to encourage people not to to be kind to yourself. Learn to be kind to yourself because that is a key um, because if you look at people to be kind to you, 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 they'll use you. Well, I absolutely agree. I tell people all the time, let's stop bleeding our power out to the world mm-hmm. because the world doesn't, that's not really um, h- helpful for us. Yeah. And that's how I got into my habit is because I was bleeding my power out every day with to anybody, anywhere, whoever, you know, whatever. When you change from within, when you start looking at, Who's running the show in your brain? What part of you is talking all the time? I had a horrible drill sergeant. Hmm. And I think the shame and the guilt, you know, from trauma, we get told by the world that we're less than every day for whatever reason. doesn't matter who you are. But if you look, we are now at least three to four generations in 
no matter what culture you're in, there has been some trauma in those generations. And so we've really lost that balance of, you know, none of us are very spiritual, which is spirituality is a function to help us have connection with other people. But, you know, stop bleeding your power away. When you when you start being kind to yourself, that actually empowers you mm-hmm. and kind of becomes a threat to the world in a good mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And then the world changes because the power is just spilling out instead of bleeding out. So I want people to get a little more strategic in how they use their own power. Mm-hmm. And that's what a life coach and a teacher does. <laughs> Um, I always tell people, you know, a perfect example is, is, uh, Jesus. Here he is. He takes these 12 men and, uh, he teaches them. And then he says, I'm going to die and then I'm going to go away. And then he said to them, he says, the stuff that I do, the greater things than what I did, you're going to do. So we have to go back yeah. and see what Jesus did. He, he walked on water. He got a fish to come out and bring money from the sea to 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 pay his taxes. I mean, there's tons of stuff that he did. He, he healed the the blind. He did this. Limbs grew. Um, and he turns to his his students and says, "Oh, you guys will do, you know, better than that, you know." And so that is the that's what a teacher does. And so as a coach, the what uh, and I've talked to so many life coaches and and people and teachers and stuff like that is that we. We tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, and we awaken that. And then they begin to do and uh, create their threads. And then two years later, they'll come to us and say something and we lose our minds because we're so excited that they were able to take it to that next level. And so our, our goal is that a true teacher, a true life coach, is that they want to be able to take their their that person and tap them on the shoulder and, and open them to their journey and have them come back and tell us let me tell you something i wrote a book i got two books coming out i got it <laughs> yeah it's so it, it's so liberating and i just don't don't believe me i want to show you how to believe yourself yourself yes because i don't again like i I bet when you were talking about Jesus, I was thinking, I wonder how many of those things he actually thought he was going to do, mm-hmm. like pre-planned, <laughs> knew how it was going to turn out, you know, like, because that's, we all want the ending. Well, yeah. you got the ending in the beginning of this, but the journey is so much more rich. And mm-hmm. I had no idea I'd be writing a book or starting a business or living in Alaska or meeting Albanians. I mean, it's just, I don't need to know that stuff. I just need to show up every day and be as much of myself as I can tolerate. In terms of, because, um, you know, my depression, I don't really want to dig into my depression, but Mm -hmm. I still need to to show up that day and be with it instead of be afraid of it. Yes. Yes. So how, let's dig into that depression. (laughs) Because there's a lot of people out there and you being at a place that you have uh, have grown and um, are now able to empathize and reach uh, to people that are in that situation with depression. Um, talk to the people a little about depression and um, principles to deal with depression, things like that, so that we can hopefully uh, reach someone uh, by 
the knowledge that you have. Let us tell us a little about this, uh, how you dealt with that, and how was some of the, your lessons that you learned. For much of my life, people told me depression was something that was wrong with me, mm-hmm. and I honestly, without making a joke about it, think I came out of the womb depressed because I was colicky as a child. I couldn't be calmed. There was not a lot of nurturing because it was just such, you know, whatever. I have that depression is the basement I was talking about in the house. Mm -hmm. Depression is not knowing how you're going to get out, not feeling like you can get out, feeling like you just don't know what to do next. But here's the thing. Depression is deep rest. Mm-hmm. when you, there is no, there is no productivity without deep rest. And mm-hmm. so it is, it is a condition. It is a state. It is like taking a picture. That's what it looked like at the time, but that's not what it has to be all day, every day. And you don't even have to try that hard. It's not, it can consume you. But most of the reasons we struggle with our um, mental health is because we're afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Look, if I just came, I came off a vacation where I was in driving for eight days, um, 20 years after the last road trip that I took, and I had severe back pain. That severe back pain, chronic illness, told me, um, you may want to do 80 things today, but we're going to be lucky if we do one. Mm-hmm. And why isn't that okay? Why isn't it okay when we have a couple down days where we really don't want to get out of bed? That's not pathological. That's absolutely normal Normal. for the Mm -hmm. world that we live in today. Mm -hmm. And what I want to say to everybody is that's not a permanent state. Mm -hmm. Even in a 24-hour day of depression, there's an opportunity, not that you have to try very hard, but if you look at your Facebook, I'm sure you can find a funny meme. It may not seem that funny in depression, but you laugh, maybe if you're on a good day, you definitely breathe. You have so many opportunities to care for yourself, which somehow feels like all kinds of wrong. Look, I am doing this podcast in a fuzzy blanket because it's morning because that calms the nervous system. If you're Mm -hmm. this is why kids have stuffed animals. This is why people love their spouses, because that releases something called endorphins and feel good hormones and safety hormones. And what the key issue I see today is we are all overstimulated. Mm-hmm. And when we are, you cannot, you cannot operate at that frequency sustainably. So you're either going to have depression or you're mm-hmm. going to go the other way and have anxiety, or you're mm-hmm. going to have ADHD and just, you know, you're going to have all kinds of stuff that we can call it. But what we really need to call it is being out of balance. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's it. And it's a gentle process. It's an unlearning. It's a making friends with these things. My depression has been a constant companion. I've had different medications for it. I'm actually on a lot less medications for it today because I have so many other tools that I want to share with people. Basic tools like making sure you're doing breathing exercises every day because there's really good reasons to do that. Mm-hmm. Looking at the sky, getting your vitamin D, listening to your favorite song, finding a theme song. Mm-hmm. When your depression comes on, you know, the only way I can get myself to do dishes is to listen to my radio because that tells my nervous system this is not a threatening situation. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Lori, I want to thank you for coming. I mean, you have shared so much to the audience, and um, 
I wanted to thank you for stopping by at Threads because what I'm going to do is encourage them to come to you. Um, when we um, when we put all our things together, we'll give them access to your sites. And please give me the information of your current business uh, so that we can uh, make them aware of what you do and how to get to you. Because I know that many of the listeners out there who are suffering on uh, have family members maybe suffering from the depression or from whatever, uh, all the other things that you had mentioned. And even the diabetes counseling and stuff like that's from your skill set, all of the different aspects that you do that you can help them provide uh, guidance and also uh, the resources, as you mentioned. And I just want to thank you for coming by Threads of Enlightenment. And uh, um, I hope we can do this again. I would love to. It's been an honor. Thank you. And then I would say to people, um, a very American term, be your own best cheerleader, because if you're not your own best cheerleader, there isn't anybody else who has all the information you do about your own life. They can't exactly. possibly be as big of a cheerleader for you as you can for yourself. So on that note, oh, my God, what a treasure. You're a gem. I'm so excited you're doing this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. And I definitely will stay in touch and I'll give you all the information and provide it for someone to get in touch with you. Thank you, Lori, for coming by. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, Invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Everyone who's listening to this podcast. We hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trial to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. 
And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.